Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. I hope that everyone is smiling today, and we are so glad to have you join us this morning. And the beauty of God is, is he's everywhere all the time. So no matter where you're sitting right now, you can get into contact with the master. He's always just a prayer away. You can call on his name and he will be in your midst. He will all, he's always with us and he will never leave us or forsake us. He's the peacemaker, the comforter. He's our shelter in the storms of life. And only through him can you find rest. Only through him can you find peace and comfort. Only through him can you find healing. Truly, he is all that we need. You know, on Thursday night, we had prayer service here at the church, and this was before the whole shelter-in-place thing began. And as I began to pray on Thursday night, the words for such a time as this came to mind, and I just couldn't get away from it. For such a time as this. It's an interesting day, and it's an interesting time. Never in my lifetime did I think that I would witness something like this. Empty store shelves, single file lines to pick up toilet paper and cleaning supplies, empty meat counters, and government orders to shelter in place. You know, we don't realize how busy we actually are until we are made to slow down. Jamie Kern Lima said, busyness, like any other addiction, numbs and separates you from you. And maybe this forced pause is your chance to transform from a human doing to a human being again. That's really what all of this feels like, doesn't it? Like someone pressed pause on 2020. And we're all just sitting here waiting for someone to press play again so that we can get back to business as usual. I'll tell you, I've been snacking like you would not believe. I'm at home and the kitchen is conveniently right there, so my intake of cookies and Captain Crunch cereal and Cheez-Its and candy has gone up exponentially over the past week. Am I hungry? Oh no, definitely. I'm good, I'm not hungry, but it's just something to do. What else is there to do so I'm gonna eat? When I was a freshman in college, they said, get ready for the freshman 15. And I'm like, well, get ready for the COVID-19 five pounds, because I think that's how much I put on in the last week, but whatever. One of the memes floating around on Instagram said, can we unplug 2020 and plug it back in again? It seems to be broken. Well, let me remind you today, friends, that we serve a God that is in control of everything. And even when and if things feel like they're spiraling out of control, even when the media feeds fear instead of faith, I take great comfort in remembering that just like yesterday, just like last year, God is in control. He is faithful and he is just. And when we understand and remember that God is in control, we can look at this time from a different lens. We can learn through this time. What can we teach? Where can we grow? What are we meant to be working on? 
I don't know about the rest of you, but this year just seemed to be blowing right by me. Last year felt like, oh my word, we have all the time in the world, but 2020 is just flying by. And at the start of each year, we set goals, and in January, as a church body, we all filled out our 2020 vision cards. We sat down and, and just got clarity on our dreams, on our goals, and what was important for us to accomplish this year. We all picked our word for the year, three goals for the year, three dreams, three areas of our lives that we wanted to work on and wanted to focus on. Well, did you ever stop to think that this time of slowing down is an opportunity to reset, renew, refresh, and refocus on those very goals, on those dreams? You see, in every situation, there's always a silver lining. In every situation, there is positivity if we are ready, willing, and able to look for it. So let's dust off those vision cards, those God-sized dreams, hopes, desires, and goals. And if you haven't taken steps towards those yet this year, now is the time to get on it. It's almost as if we've been given the gift of time. Kitty O'Meara wrote a poem entitled, And the People Stayed Home. And the poem has gone viral. She wrote, And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows, and the people began to think differently. And the people healed, and in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. What a beautiful poem to describe this time and what it could be. And it's interesting because Kitty wrote this poem in one sitting. And this came after months of her being anxious over the state of things. As you all well know, we turn on the news and every five minutes it feels like there's a new report. And she felt like she couldn't be of service during this time. And her husband said, write, just write again. So because she sat down and wrote, what she shared has gone viral and brought encouragement to people all over the globe. And in, in, her, in an interview with Oprah Magazine, she said, write, that's what you do. So that's what I'll do, I'll keep writing. She went on to say, we have gifts. And it's a great reminder that whatever, you, whatever your gift is and however small it is, keep using it. This is a really good time for that. Our gifts usually align with our goals, don't they? Use it. Keep using it for such a time as this. For such a time as this. After being impressed with those words in prayer on Thursday night, I went to the book of the Bible where that phrase can be found, and it's the book of Esther. And the story is fascinating. Hadassah, or as we better know her, Esther, was an orphan. Her mother and father died, and she was raised by her cousin Mordecai. On paper, she didn't have much. 
She was not of noble descent. And at that time in history, King Xerxes was on the throne and ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to the upper, upper Nile region, also known as Kush. And in the third year of his reign, King Xerxes decided to throw a grand banquet, a big party. But this was no ordinary gathering. And so if you're picturing colorful tablecloths, balloons, maybe a couple of folding chairs, decorative paper plates and napkins and a few party hats, you'd be wrong. Nope, this banquet was far more grand. The Bible says in chapter one of Esther that the king's garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material that hung from silver rings on marble pillars. I don't know about, you know, where everybody's living, but I don't have marble pillars anywhere in my house, so it's kind of special. And folding chairs, nope. You had your choice of sitting on couches of silver or gold that sat atop mosaic tile, and not just any mosaic tile, this stuff was made of precious stones. And nobody had to worry about drinking lemonade out of somebody else's cup because each guest was assigned their own unique gold goblet. Most parties last for a couple of hours and then you're ready to send everybody home. But this banquet lasted for seven whopping days. That's a whole lot of entertaining. And the guest list? Everybody was invited. On the last day of the banquet, King Xerxes called for his wife, King Vashti, Queen Vashti, because he wanted to show her off. She was beautiful, but she refused to come. So imagine everybody and their brother gathered for this party, and the royal co-host doesn't want to make an appearance, doesn't want to join the party. This was greatly embarrassing to the king because Queen Vashti refused to honor her husband's request. Now in 2020, women refused to honor their husband's request all the time, but back in the day that was unacceptable. She dishonored him publicly in front of the entire kingdom. And so what did you do in those days? You just like, we change it all. So the king's advisors encouraged him to put her away and to remarry, giving his new wife the title of queen and the estate that once belonged to Vashti. So I think right then and there, the first ever of all the dating shows was born. And the king's attendants began to search for beautiful young virgins for the king. They went to every province, and after collecting applications and conducting interviews, I'm filling in the blanks here, the king's personal attendants selected only the best of the best. And one of these young women that made the cut was Hadassah. Her cousin Mordecai, who sat at the king's gate, urged her to hide her background, urged her to hide her identity as a Jew. And so she went by the name of Esther. Esther found favor with the man in charge of bringing all these new candidates to the king. And because she found favor, she was given preferential treatment. The best place to stay in the house. I picture like, you know, a mansion and she gets the best room in the house with the best view of the pool, right? She's getting 24-hour spa services. The Bible doesn't say spa services, but it says beauty treatment, so spa services. 
special food, seven maid servants hand-selected from the king's palace. The Bible tells us in Esther chapter 2, verse 17, that the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. So that's like going through a whole dating show and the winner gets the crown, right? It was Esther and she won the crown. Get this, the orphan was made queen. Well, that doesn't make sense on paper, but when God is in it, it doesn't have to make sense. How much time have we wasted and do we continue to waste because we do not think that we are worthy? We say, surely God would not have a place for someone like me. No one is worthy. But God makes us worthy. We are sons and daughters of the king, and I think we often forget that. You're a child of the king, and he has called us for a higher purpose. So stop listening to negative self-talk or listening to the enemy. I don't care where you came from or what your background is or the roads you may have walked through or the things that you may have done that you are regretful of. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And there is beauty and purpose in you. We are then introduced to Haman in the book of Esther, one of the king's highest officials. He was a most honored noble, but he didn't like Mordecai. Why? Because Mordecai would not bow down to Haman. Because Mordecai knew that he should only bow before one, God. Well, Haman got so angry because of Mordecai that he not only wanted to come up with a plan to take out Mordecai, but he wanted to take out Mordecai's people. Well, Mordecai's people were the Jews. He wanted to take out and eradicate the entire Jewish population in the kingdom just because one man wouldn't bow to him. But Haman had no clue that Mordecai was related to Queen Esther. Oh, but God knew. The news of Haman's plans to destroy the Jews made its way to Esther. And Mordecai urged her to beg for mercy and plead with the king for her people. And her first response is found in Esther chapter 4, verse 11. And it says, all the king's servants, or she said, and all, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman that is, who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called will be put to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the gold scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. We've all received a shelter-in-place order for the last couple of days, and some of us are going stir-crazy. And Esther had not been invited to go see her own husband for 30 days, a whole month. So what she was basically saying in that scripture is, um, that's, I, I hear you, Mordecai, but the king hasn't reached out for a month, and I could die. So there's that. Mordecai's response is powerful in chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. And Mordecai told them, told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the Jews. 
For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. There it is. For such a time as this. I also love the part of verse 14 that says, If you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance are going to arise for the Jews from another place. Interesting. So Esther, we need you, but even if you don't step up, God's going to send relief from somewhere else, from another place. God wants to use us, but if we are unwilling, know this, his perfect will will always be accomplished with or without you. For such a time as this, you know, this spread of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 epidemic, it's for such a time as this. There is something that God has been calling you to do, and the time is now. The hour is here. Don't miss this opportunity to step into whatever God has been calling you to do. You have nothing to lose. What else are you going to do? Sit in your backyard and count how many bugs are crawling on your flowers? If you've got a shelter-in-place order, now's the time. And guess what? When God is in it, you won't lose. Esther asked Mordecai to call all of the Jews to fast for three days and three nights. The third day came, and it was go time. Chapter 5, verses 1 through 3 tells us, Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from the king's house while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house facing the entrance of the house. So it was that when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight, and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to the half of my kingdom. Well, won't he do it? When God is with you, you will always find favor. When God is with you, you can come boldly before the throne and ask him for what you need. He's our father. That's what he's there for. Ask him for the desires of your heart. Ask him for the boldness to pursue your purpose. Well, long story short, and if you're familiar with the story, Haman's plans and his true character were soon revealed. It was all exposed, and he was hung on the very gallows that he had created for Mordecai. The Jewish people were able to fight back, and they were victorious. But it required prayer. It required fasting. It required positioning to fulfill purpose. Right now, in the midst of the storm that we are in, we need to pray and fast and lean on God like never before. And we need to ask him to show us our place in all of this, our purpose in all of this. I would encourage you today, instead of trying to fill this time with busyness, instead of trying to fill this time with Netflix, instead of trying to fill this time with consuming the latest news, why don't you stop and pray? Why don't you stop and seek his face? I don't want us to look back at this time and regret what we didn't do, regret that we wasted it. Less consuming media, more consuming of the word of God. 
and books that inspire you. Why don't we start reading again? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Books that inspire us, books that cause us to think, books that cause us to dream. And you know, I can't remember the last time that I walked barefoot through the grass in my backyard. But I did it yesterday because thanks to the shelter-in-place order, I've got nothing but time. Yesterday was beautiful, the sun was warm, and I walked barefoot across the lawn in my backyard, and you know what? I just talked to God. Our routines are going to change during this time. They are. Look at I've already added six snack times to my daily regime, and it's not working for me, but okay. So our routines are going to change, and it's okay, but instead of focusing on what's different, focus on the good. Focus on gratitude and be reminded, Philippians 4.19 tells us, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Never forget, friends, God is our source, and he will always provide everything that we need. Draw nearer to the creator, refocus your priorities, work on your relationships, you know, we can get so wrapped up in school schedules and after-school programs and just work that we rarely get time, good quality time, with those that we love. Spend this time working on building and growing your relationships. And the most important relationship you will ever build is your relationship with God. And this is a great opportunity to invest in time spent with him. And I can guarantee you, the more time you spend with God, the less time you spend worrying. The more time you spend with God, the more trust you have in him, and the less time you spend fearful or afraid. God has us. You guys, listening at home, God has you. He always has, and he always will. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. My sister posted this beautiful recording of Brazil. It was night and it's a cityscape and everybody in their own apartments and their own high rises have their windows open and in unison in Portuguese they're singing because he lives. And he, we really can face tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow holds for me, but we serve a God who holds our tomorrows in the palm of his hand and so because of that, I don't worry. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. And you know what? Are you where you need to be with God? Does he have a seat on the throne of your heart? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer to every question, to every worry, to every concern, to every sickness, to every doubt. Jesus is the answer. He's always the answer. I trust in the Lord. Do you trust in the Lord today? He is everything to me. He's got you, so rest in him. Find salvation in him. Grow your relationship with him. Look to him and refocus, reset, renew, meditate on, and pray on your purpose. You have been called son or daughter of God. You have been called son or daughter of God for such a time as this, so don't waste it. The world needs your gifts. You were called for a more excellent purpose. And you know what? Don't think, what is this taking from me? Think, what is this time giving to me? There's something that we need to learn. There's something that we've got to get a hold of. And more than anything, I encourage you to make sure that you are right with God. 
these times are, I say interesting because I try to be positive, but there's real pain, real suffering, real fear that's going around. And you know, I've had joy through all of it because I know who I serve and I know who's on the throne of my heart. But don't say, Corona took this from me. There's so many people that have lost their jobs and I understand that, but don't talk about what you're losing. Think about what you're gaining. There's something to be gained through all of this. There's something to be gained through all of this. So God bless you all. I love you so much. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.